Hey there, sis, and welcome to Tech Girls Cast, the podcast that is designed to empower aspiring female technologists to make their mark in the tech industry without getting lost in the process. My name is Jacqueline Corley, and I've been in the tech world for over 10 years, so I know what works and doesn't work when it comes to making your tech transition as smooth as possible. Join me every Wednesday as I give you my best tips and advice to make your transition into the tech world the best that it could possibly be. I'm so thankful that you are here and I cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's do this, sis. Welcome back to Tech Girls Cast. I am so excited for this week's episode. As you know, we have been on the amazing series, Men in Tech, Empowering Women. And this week's guest is Kelvin Graddick. So thank you so much, Kelvin, for being on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. It's really good to be here. I'm excited about this. Thank you. Yes, awesome. So Kelvin, please, 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 I love for my guests to share just a little bit about them, what they do, and how they got into tech. Oh, man, I, it's a great story. I, lo- I love to tell this story because I, I hope that it's in- uh, inspiring. But uh, I mean, I had a unique path. I felt like uh, I felt like being younger growing up uh, that I never heard of of what I do as as I never heard of the path to get to what I do. So I'm a, a computer programmer, uh, software engineer, software developer, whichever way you want to call it. Um, and growing up, I, I was always into computers, but I never really knew that there was a career in actually developing software. I knew someone did it, but I never knew what, how do you do it? How do you get into school for it? Wh- where do you go to learn? Uh, what resources do you use uh, at the career fairs? There never was any uh, computer programmer that showed up to the career fairs. It was always doctors, lawyers, firemen, police, you know, so I just never had that in my mind growing up. But um, eventually I, I went to college as an engineer. One of the one of the few things I had heard of that 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 was, you know, a good career, made a lot of money or made a good, at least a good amount of money. And when I got to college, I was in engineering and I was taking physics and I was like, this is just not for me. I was taking a lot of physics and a lot of theoretical uh, classes where I felt like I wasn't really doing engineering. I was more or less just like learning the, the, um, the theoretical and the abstract part of it. It just wasn't interesting. But the one thing I did take in the engineering school was a class called Programming for Engineers. And I got in that class and everybody else hated the class. All the other engineers hated it. But I would do my work well ahead of time. I love what I was doing. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I wish I could just do this for the rest of my college career and the rest of my career, period. And so then I started researching it and they were like, well, there's like, you can switch to computer engineering and you can do more programming classes. And so I switched to computer engineering and finally got over to the 
the school, like the computer science school, the building. And I was like, so can I just do this all the time? And they were like, yeah, there's a major for that computer science. And so then I switched to computer science and started just doing programming all the time and graduated uh, from a university here, Mercer University here in Georgia. Um, and yeah, from that, from, from there, I, uh, after I graduated, I started looking for jobs and, and got a job here in Atlanta, Georgia with a, a chat company that provides, um, well, originally I started with a smaller chat company that provided a uh, chat for automotive dealerships like Toyota and, and some of the aggregator sites like Auto Trader, where you a customer would come on and you did chat, you know, message with the dealer, and they would see a little chat bubble and uh, screen pop up where they could message back and forth. So, I mean, to kind of wrap it up, the I kind of stumbled upon it, uh, sort of gracefully, just in college, really. I'd say, like before that, I really didn't have much coding experience. I, I think I. I did a little MySpace and website HTML type of stuff, but I never really got too deep into it before that. So I, I, I kind of like translate that through some of my uh, posts and things I do or try to communicate that like anybody can get into the tech industry. You know, it's more than just coding. You can get into other things too as well, but at any age, like it doesn't have to be that you some prodigy that started from, you know, five years old, you can, you could definitely get into it at, at, at higher ages. So I know that's a little long-winded answer, but yeah, it, it, that was, that was my journey into tech. That's so amazing, Kelvin. And I, what I really love about your story is that you were willing to take the path that was required for you to get to where you wanted to be. And when you discovered that, oh, wow, this is something that I could actually do for a career, you actually took the time and you took the steps to figure out how to get there. Because I know, especially I know there's a computer engineers, yeah, who also would want to code. And so I kind of, my next question is really just about What's the difference between, you know, engineering and computing sciences? And what would you say to somebody that's probably trying to decide between the two? Um, so if we're like I was doing mechanical engineering. So if we're talking about mechanical engineering versus uh, computer science and or, or programming in general, software development in general, there's. I'd say there's probably, I mean, depending on what discipline you pick in engineering, um, there may be more similarities if you if you go into computer engineering. But even there, you you typically be more on the hardware side than you would be on the software side. So I think the biggest difference is is kind of the hard physical products that you would more or less be focused on building in engineering discipline versus the kind of soft software side of technology that you would be getting into a lot of times with tech and there's different things you can get into with tech you can get into the hardware side with tech too but if you're specifically focusing on programming computer science software development it's going to be more about what the software and programs apps and services that you build to run on these technical machines versus actually building the hardware out itself so i'd say that's probably the biggest difference 
Yeah, so glad that you put that clear difference into play because that's a question I get all the time. And both parts are actually important. So if you're wanting to be an engineer, definitely an important role. If you're wanting to be computing, definitely another important role. They really do work well together. And I think really Mm -hmm. just kind of being what interests you most is really where you're going to And so the next question I have for you, too, because the key thing that I love from your story is when you were in engineering and even when you switched over to computer engineering, you really, like I said, took the time to say, "Okay, wow, this is something that I'm actually enjoying, but maybe I'm not enjoying, you know, so much of the other parts of this. Right. How can I do this part? that I really enjoy. And so for someone breaking into tech, you know, women breaking into tech, really anyone breaking into tech, what would your advice be on choosing your tech career? Because I know I get questions a lot about, you know, should you actually love what you do in tech or um, should you just, you know, kind of find something to do, you know, just because, you know, it makes you money or it could fulfill other things that you would want to do. So what would be your advice there? Oh, that's a great question. Cause yeah, this one, this one's kind of polarizing. Cause I know there's a lot of opinions out there. Should you love it? Should, should you just do it for the money? Uh, should you just get, you know, it's a job, it's a job. Like you'll never love it. There's a lot of different opinions out there. Uh, so I'll just give my opinion. I think I think although you don't have to necessarily love it, quote unquote, I think that you sh- you should be able to. It's going to it's hard to get into to tech, into tech fields, no matter which what you go into, especially if you're starting from scratch. So you it needs to be something there that gives you the motivation to push through when things get hard. So if you're in the learning stage, things will get hard. It will be hard to learn. So sometimes you have to have something. So an easy thing to have is a love of what you're doing and and a general interest in what you're doing. It just helps to stay focused and get through those times when you feel like you can't learn or you're trying to get a job and you feel like you're getting turned down. Or even when you get on the job and you start running into issues and things get hard with projects and or team members, loving it does help. Or not even maybe loving it, but having a genuine interest in it can help get through that. And if it's not the general uh, genuine interest, then there needs to be something else there, like like a just a drive to succeed or a determination. Uh, you need to be able to pull from somewhere, uh, and that doesn't have to be love, I'd say. But I, I would say, I I would advise that the tech industry is large enough that when you get into it, you should be able to find something that you connect with and interest interests you more than something else. So for example, you may not like to code specifically, but maybe you like the infrastructure side of putting together servers or setting up virtual servers in the cloud, or maybe you like uh, setting up the computers. You like provisioning machines for other developers, or maybe you like the networking side of it, setting up uh, uh, internet for the offices or or setting up VPNs and setting up security uh, protocols. 
So, you know, finding something, uh, uh, or maybe you like the security part and cybersecurity part in general too, but finding something that you're more interested in, I think helps with the motivation part and sticking with it when it gets hard from learning all the way up to when you're, you know, 10, 15 years in your career where, um, where, you know, you're looking for motivation or where you're getting stagnant and trying to keep and keep things going. Um, and, and not being afraid to pivot. Like, like when I was in school, just, just, you know, some things are, are seasons in our lives and sometimes you, it's okay to like something for a while and decide that you want to pivot to something else once you discover it. So even getting into the industry as a programmer, a lot of programmers find that they like the product side more than actual programming and they switch to, uh, to doing product work, like actually getting the requirements and put in helping other stakeholders put a project together. So um, that's kind of the, the, what I'd say for that is that you don't have to love it, but you have to, you have to have something to drive you. And if you're self-driven, that's fine. But I think most people need something, whether it's the, the will to, to, to better their lives that does it, or it's the love of what they're doing, or it's just the general interest in the industry, but find something. That's so good, Kelvin. And one thing that I really love about that is the fact that you said you've got to be able to pull from something. And one thing that I tell people all the time when they ask me this question is, I like to say, think about the question, what um, or why should we hire you? You know, some people will answer that yeah. question. Oh, you know, I've got these skills and I do this and I do that. And, you know, I can provide this. But really the answer that they're looking for, um, just aside from that, is how would you use those skills to fulfill the mission and the vision of the company? Because it's just like, you know, on graduation day at, at a college, there's going to be thousands of people, you know, graduating with computer science degrees. Um, and usually, you know, everybody is, has the same bachelor's of science, computer science degree, it's just at different schools. So I tell right. them, I always tell my college students, what makes you different to an employer? It's not just because you have education on your resume. It's not just because you have skills on your resume. One thing that people have to remember when they walk into a tech interview is they already see you as a great potential. They just want to know how are you going to apply those skills to the company. And that's why I think it's so important that if you can't find anything to pull from as far as your motivation for being in tech, really take a look at the companies that you're interested in and really take a good look at their mission and vision and ask yourself, can you get behind that? Can that be the driver for you? Because right. there are so many companies out there that have great missions and visions. Uh, my actual first developer company, um, basically their mission was to manage their assets to support education. They were in the oil and gas industry, but a lot of the things that we did, a percentage of the income that we made from assets would go to other schools and help fund education. And so later on, I decided to become an educator, but I really got behind that mission of the company. And so it helped me to remember while I was there developing my skills, because 
when you leave a company, you're going to have so many great skills in addition to what you've already learned. So when I was developing even more skills, I always kept that mission in mind. You know, I was a database developer. So if I'm running reports, you know, this is always in the back of my mind. Okay, this is needed for the company because it helps further the education for the schools that we provide funding to. So if you can get behind that sort of a mission, then you definitely can win in this industry. What would you have to say to that? Yeah, I, I totally agree because I, I've seen it so many times, uh, just been in the industry almost uh, almost 10 years now that uh, I've seen it where, where certain people have either gotten to a company or gotten to a team or gotten to a specific project where they're not, where they lose their engagement because they're not aligned with the mission of either the team, uh, the, the organization that they're under, or even the whole company. Uh, and so being able to align to that I, it and, and feel like you're contributing to something greater can, can definitely help with keeping you on track, uh, boosting your will to, to want to grow and learn yourself. Uh, and, you know, just feeling like you're contributing to something bigger than yourself. Like, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I think most of us get in this industry because we want to make a difference. We want to make a change. And that's such a great way do that when you focus on that mission vision of your company or maybe you're a freelancer and focusing on the purpose of why that person needs a project from you it's really a great way to do that because then it really helps you to remember just how impactful you are being because you know while perks are wonderful it's not the end all be all right uh, and sometimes right. those perks can but if you're focused on that mission or that vision of that company or that project or that reason why you're learning to code or that reason why you're joining that tech team, it's really going to help you be successful in the long run. So great, great, yeah. great. So what exactly um, do you do actually at your job? So kind of tell us a little bit more about uh, what you're currently doing in the tech world. Okay. Um, so I'm a software developer or, or programmer, coder, different names for the same thing. Uh, so right I, for the last, oh man, eight years, I've been, uh, I worked for a chat company, like I mentioned earlier, do, uh, developing websites, mobile apps, uh, services, uh, anything basically they asked me to do as a full stack uh, software dev. So I started on a really small team uh, originally. So I was able to fortunately spread my wings and learn how to develop in a lot of different sides of of software development. And so I'm literally coding web apps and mobile apps and uh, web services uh, pretty much on a daily basis. If I'm not coding, then I'm architecting, kind of designing the solutions themselves. And over the years, as I grew into a team lead, uh, I started doing more coaching and mentoring. So that's part of my day, uh, setting up dev processes, fixing dev processes to, to, make, uh, to streamline and make our team more efficient or make individuals more efficient. Uh, more recently, I became an engineering manager 
So actually a people manager uh, uh, managing other developers, uh, which, you know, ties together what I, what I learned as a team lead with uh, building a more efficient team that can take a, a development idea from the ideation stage all the way to production ready product and onward and fixing issues and iterating upon it for new versions. Um, and more recently than even the engineering position, I've decided to grow my technical expertise and, con and continue my career down a uh, architectural track where I become uh, more of a, uh, start solving larger problems like company level, industry level problems uh, as what they call a principal or staff engineer is what was is what my next goal is uh, going forward. So that's that's pretty much me so far um, uh, uh, career wise. Um, over the years, on the side of that, I'm just I, like I said, I just love to to develop and create. Like it's art, it's artistry to me. It's my form of music or or painting is making software. So even on the side. You know, in my spare time, I create apps, I create services, and I put them out, and sometimes for fun, sometimes for profit. Um, and I share that on my social media and, and just share tips. One of my other passions is just sharing tips and sharing information to help more people uh, get into the industry, especially uh, minorities and women and, and any groups that are, are that I don't see much that I haven't seen much of in the industry over the years really just putting it out there that everybody if interested you know it is possible to get into this industry so that that's kind of one of the things I do and I just tied it all together that's my whole it's my whole package I, I give to the world uh, for my job and for my side exploits uh, uh, of what I do so and it really sounds like you are mission driven as well. And um, did you mention uh, where or what are is your company actually like in tech or is it like a different industry? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, my company is it's uh, it's in tech. It's called Live Person, uh, my day job company. Uh, they are one of the biggest, I think the biggest actually uh messaging chat providers uh for enterprise businesses so they do um the like if you go on verizon.com right now and use the chat function that would be live person so it's like they're like we're like big but but we're a b2b a business to business uh company so we're not seen so our products are used at a high scale but we're not actually in the forefront. We're like kind of like white labeled where the where our product seems to be the company's uh, product. So. So, so yeah, it, is, it is a tech company like our our it's not because there's other companies where like even Verizon itself. Verizon is a cell phone service company, although they have a tech department. Our company is all our product is tech. And so we are a tech company, um, you know, no, nothing wrong with either, but it's, it, it definitely is a, a clear distinction. So I'm glad you asked that. 
Yes. And the main reason I ask that is because I think one of the things that people think a lot is that if I get into tech, then I'm not going to be able to merge it with another passion I've got. I've got to translate over to, you know, a whole nother tech company. But really, you can. What I love about tech is the fact that you can merge it with anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that my company I first worked for was in the oil and gas industry but I was doing um, behind the scenes database developer stuff for them. Um, There's so many different industries that need people in tech. And like I said before, on another episode, I actually did a reel a while ago talking about 18 different industries that uh, still need developers or still need people in tech. I even did a podcast episode a few episodes back about some of the industries that, you know, maybe they're non-tech, but they do still require tech professionals. So if you've got a passion for fashion, or maybe you're in law, or maybe you're in music, ministry, all kinds of things now today need tech. So don't feel left out if you're like, man, I don't want to come to a tech company. I don't want to work in big tech or a tech company at all. That's okay. You can work for a company that is in your passion, but still be in tech. And I think there's this stigma with passion that, you know, you won't really make money from your passion, but that's an easy way to really make money from your passion is to work in tech in the industry that you're passionate about. So I think that having that knowledge um, is really helpful to some people because there are some people I've spoken to that have amazing ideas for the future and they're not, their industry is not in tech, but partnering with that industry is really going to have that idea take off. So uh, what would you say to somebody that is, you know, considering, you know, merging tech and something that they're passionate about and they're not sure how they can actually, you know, like make money and do something that they love, but also still be in tech. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the points you made were, were right on point. Like, uh, tech is, tech is now, you know, 2022 and then well before it is, but especially now, I mean, it's, it's ingrained in almost every business and every business model to some degree. I mean, it's rare that you're going to find an industry or company that doesn't that either isn't about to ramp up their their tech departments or their tech needs or hasn't already you know I mean any I mean Goldman Sachs or Mastercard or if you're in the banking industry you have tech if you're in the healthcare industry if you're it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter like I, it, it's it's not hard to find where tech has kind of uh, uh, been implemented. In these different industries, so it's it's it is one of those things where it's kind of a cross, uh, uh, cross. It crosses many industries in in a way, and um, it's a like you said, an excellent opportunity for you to, you know, get into a tech industry where there is, there there are there is a a good bit of uh, it's financially beneficial. The tech industry is one of the the best or highest paying industries. And you can also cross it with your passion uh, where, you know, there's fintech companies, for example, financial tech companies, and there's health tech companies. And there's there's all these. So there's there's ways to merge your passion in another industry with tech and uh, and, and to 
you know, like what I was referring to earlier, merge the passion or the love of something with something that can be a financial or career boosting vehicle for your life. So um, I definitely agree with that. I, I would say try to find those opportunities. Like I've heard, um, or even at my company, someone who wasn't necessarily doing tech, they were maybe doing sales where they've had an interest in tech and have, you know, pitched a new position at their job to say, I'm going to be the liaison between the tech department and the sales department and almost created a new position out of thin air because of, of being able to merge uh, the, the merging that already occurred or being able to recognize it and take advantage of, of the, the kind of the cross crossing of the industries. And one of my friends was, I went to college with, it was an industrial or is an industrial engineer where he works uh, about defining uh, processes for factories. So like a plastic bottle making plant that he may work in. He's seeing now that tech and programs and uh, services are implemented inside of the machines that are in the factories and more and more is being automated. So he took it upon himself to say, to go back to uh, to do a boot camp to learn how to code and combine that with the degree he already has in um, industrial engineering. And combining that makes him a much more valuable. It combines his passions for one thing, like you said, but it also makes him a more valuable employee because he he he's niched. He's in a niche space between being a programmer and also being and knowing deep. Uh, the deep nuances of um, being an industrial engineer. So like that was a place where he could merge the, the kind of two passions he had together. And it also helps him uh, with his career as well. So totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. And even for those who are wanting to be entrepreneurial, I've had quite a few people oh, tell yeah. me that they want to create their own businesses with tech. Um, I have a little story that I met. I met a gentleman who actually has his own organization. And uh, my husband and I had the opportunity to talk with him. And what's so cool about his organization is that it is a basketball camp that is also merged with a computing and coding camp. So what they get to learn is not only even more efficiency on the basketball court, but also efficiency in code and learning how the basketball plays are really important with coding in general. So it's amazing, you know, when we see coaches on the sidelines, you know, drawing on their boards and trying to set up plays for basketball, he literally teaches them how coding can help them do that. And so then they're able to see the technology part of the sport that they love. So even getting that creative is something that you can do. So there's so many opportunities, guys. So many. Really don't feel like you have to be left out because there's so many things that you can do. So awesome, awesome. So what else would you say um, to someone just kind of to close out um, this episode? What is something that, you know, maybe a woman who's, you know, desiring to get into tech and maybe she's feeling like she doesn't really have anybody on maybe the male figure side that's encouraging her. And so maybe she's feeling like maybe this isn't for me then. What's something encouraging that you could say to empower her? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, there's a number of things I could say. 
Um, I mean, to start, no, no one. So I think there's, I think it goes to um, the point of um, imposter syndrome. So I think everybody, if you don't know what it is, it's, it's the feeling that you don't belong or you're not deserving of either position you held or some high regard that you've been given by just say being in tech or having a tech position or even trying, even thinking that you can try to be in it. And I think, you know, finding ways to, to combat that and, and increase your confidence um, can help as, as a woman, especially coming into a male dominated industry, finding ways to com combat that because you're not going to see uh, as many as you may have seen in your previous industry or at school, uh, other women uh, as you've seen before. So it's something that you really need to keep in mind. Um, I, I would say uh, also keep in mind that every everybody's still learning in the tech industry. So it's, it's an ever-growing industry. Tech is ever-growing, ever-moving. There's always new tech coming out. So everyone is constantly learning. No one can know it all. No one ever knows it all. Even the people who seem more senior, uh, even, you know, even, you know, there's, there's, there's not some difference within senior seniority or the, uh, or the sex of the person, whether male or female, uh, like there's, there's, everybody has the potential to, to work and be productive and be a high contributor on the team. So I, I think just knowing that, that everybody's in a learning phase and everybody has to, con and, and tech is a constant learning career that you have to keep learning. There's no level you get to where you just stop learning. You just get better at learning and you just get wiser from your experience. So I, I would say to just keep pushing uh, try to join groups and clubs and social media accounts and Twitter and join spaces where you have like-minded people, other women, uh, if you're minority, other minorities, uh, that can help help you see uh, other people doing the role well or doing the or doing what you want to do well and giving you that sort of encouragement. Um, like you know, people that who, who, us on the thing here now, like. Uh, being able to see it and sometimes visualizing it, I think helps too. Uh, and, and maybe having a, a group and a kind of a family, uh, even if it's a distant family uh, through groups and meetups and social media can kind of help make it, make it feel uh, more real to you as well. Um, but yeah, I just say overall, just keep going. No one's perfect. Keep trying, keep, if you really desire it, you definitely can do it. Uh, I, I know it's a, a male dominated industry, but I think that's that's definitely starting to to change and it will change over time. It will get more diverse as as far as uh, gender um, and 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 race and, and everything. I think it'll get diverse in, in a multitude of ways, uh, which will help. But until then, um, just keep pushing, just keep pushing. Know that, you know, you can't know everything and that no one knows everything. Uh, and build up your confidence, find ways to build up your confidence in, in whatever way that means. If that means studying, if that means, uh, you know, writing notes to, to, to brush up on things you don't know. Uh, in any areas that you start to feel that imposter syndrome come up, like, I don't know this, 
try to build that confidence and, and walk into these rooms with confidence. And and the the thing about tech that's different from other industries that that should be encouraging is that tech is really um, it either works or it doesn't. You put out good work in tech, your the proof is in the pudding. It's not like some industries where you can kind of where your personality you can kind of talk your way out of things or you can kind of put up fronts. Uh, in tech, your proof is in which in your work. So when you develop something, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what gender or anything you were or you are. Uh, it just doesn't work, or it does work, and you and you're going to get the credit for for it when it does. So that's the one. I think encouraging thing about tech is that you can prove yourself uh, clearly through your work rather than some other industries where sometimes it's it's more um, it's a little bit more abstract and harder to prove it because there's there can be a lot of influence uh, and opinions uh, that get driven in there. But with tech, it's 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 uh, zeros and ones a lot of times, and uh, the proof is in the is in the work. So that, that's all I'll say. I could kind of say a number of things, but but that'd be that'd be I think the the main thing I'd like to drive home. So good, and I think too we can get you know really caught up in opinions, not really remembering that you know their opinions, and we all know what our goals and our dreams are. And I like to always tell people, you know we, I, I for, always forget what the statistic is, but it's like, I think it's one in 4 billion chance that we all have to be born and we all made the cut. And so if you're listening to this, <laughs> cut, right. So, and I don't believe that there was anybody that was born without purpose. And so you are here and you are considering this industry or you're in this industry for a reason. So become mission driven. Let that be your focus and your guide. And you will soon let all those negative comments or negativity fall off. Um, if you still need help with that, I do have an episode that will help you be able to respond to that. Check out episode two. But once you're focused on that mission or that vision that you have for the reason why you're here, remembering that you made the cut. Um, eventually that's going to fade and you are going to see that mission continue to grow and that vision um, come to life. So once again, Nathan, thank you so much for being on this week's episode of the podcast. If anyone would like to connect with you, how could they do that? Uh, so I'd probably say my social media, I'm kg.codes on Instagram, uh, kgcodes on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. TikTok is KG Codes. Uh, so just search kgcodes.com. So just search uh, KG Codes anywhere on your social platforms, YouTube, anywhere, uh, and, and just connect with me. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I, you know, answer DMs and, and answer questions. And I post a lot of content uh, that, that either uh, is inspirational or strives to help people learn about the industry and get into the industry and, and thrive in the industry. So we'd love to connect. Great. Thanks once again, Kelvin. And we are so grateful that you all took time to listen to this week's episode of the podcast. We will see you all in another week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tech Girls Cast. 
If you'd like to leave your personal story about how this podcast is impacting your life, please feel free to email me at podcast at techgirlscode.com or leave me a podcast review. I love hearing your stories and I can't wait to share them with those who may need to hear them as well. I look forward to all the future episodes and what I will be sharing with you. But until next week, sis, I'll talk to you then.